This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are traveling to Sembia. Butthole committed the group to dealing with a group of rogue undead. Juniper got her sword repaired to be ready for combat. And Quinny tried to say goodbye to Ginny before being interrupted by Farthole and having to confess his sins. What will happen to our heroes on the road? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. So having left... Ginny Brownbarrow in the capable hands of Farthole Farch for confession. Uh, Quinny, you meet back up with the rest of the group, and uh, collectively you are ready to uh, make your way on the long journey uh, to Sembia. Is there anything else you want to do before you all leave? Yeah, we're not going to see the Farthole Ginny scene. Yeah, we have a suggestion box in the in the studio here that's just Laura stuffing in notes. I'm like, more Farthole! I love him so much. That's a very funny question. Oh, we're not going to see that? We're not going to do that? Two NPCs at this point. No, we're not. NPC. There's no way to talk about Farthole. Yeah, he's got a character sheet kicking around. It's right here. There you go. There you go, Okay, baby. we can do the opening of the Ginny Farthole scene. <laughs> oh, you my God. Fucking oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's happening. You are going, I never expected this. <laughs> you are going to pay for this, but I, I think it'll be worth it. As so, someone who has no stake in it, I think it'll be worth it. So, Quinny. I don't even think it'll be worth it. <laughs> you, you leave, and uh, Ginny has been sitting outside, uh, just turning the snow globe over, uh, over and back. Said so. Uh, how'd that go? That was a fucking nightmare. Oh, I'm good. sorry. I'm Great. sorry for what you're about to go through. Um, look, I love you. I'm gonna miss you. I'll get you something nice. I promise I won't die. Uh, I love you. I miss you. And I promise I won't rule the kingdom while you're gone. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah just, cool. You know, be a kid. Just <laughs> have yeah. fun. All right. Yeah. Be okay. Maybe I'll go see how Seamus is doing with that portal stuff. I think he said he saw an ear. Uh, an elf ear through it. Uh, so I think he might actually be making some progress, which is kind of fucked up, but he seems really smart. I think being in that other dimension may have given him some like skills or something. So yeah, I'll, I'll go either help him or, or kind of make fun of him uh, like kids do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Go Junior Jace. Where'd you learn that? Did I do that? I mean, it's, it's, it's around. People talk about you and, and, and Uncle Butthole and, right, and well. Alan and, you know, your, your adventures. And well, go Junior Jays. Yeah, go Junior Jays. Okay, right. good. Yeah, thanks. Um, into the realm of nightmares we go. And she shuts the door and sits down with a player character named Farthole Farge. <laughs> says, okay, so um, uh, confession, that's, that's kind of neat. Um, I've never done one of these before. Um, oh, you haven't done one before. How old are you? Um, How many years? Does does that really matter? I gotta know how much sins you got to have done. Uh, okay, well, I think canonically I'm like 16, maybe. Oh that my right. god, oh, that's like 1.6 goblins. <laughs> oh, oh, should wait? Should, should I be taking notes? I don't think I know no, that. I got my own sheet right here. It has a couple things written on it. 1.6 goblins written on now. So, like, did you do a murder? I listen. I was a little more freeform with your dad because he like. <laughs> We didn't know, but now I got some no's. So, okay, oh, wait, so, wait, sir, are you new to this? Is this like a new thing for you? I haven't done a lot of confession before, oh. but now I'm an expert. Okay, great. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, don't, don't worry. We'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll figure this out together. I okay, think. that's good. Have you done any murders? No. Oh. I mean, I've tried, but dad kept stopping me. You seem me sad about that. Well, I, I just... I want to be so fucking cool, and I don't think I'm that fucking cool yet. You know? Well, I mean, your dad did some really uncool murders. One time he just went back to a guy and was like, you're going to dream or whatever, and then he was sad. Normally I wouldn't share this, but that wasn't really a sin. He just has, like, a narcissism problem. Oh, you mean 
<laughs> okay, yeah, no, that I do know about. Oh, I forgot to eat this sheet. <laughs> he falls on the sheet and eats it. He's like, I didn't say that part. Leave that out. <laughs> and as you, you chew on your sheet, Ginny just sits there and goes like, Confession's awesome. <laughs> At which point we cut back out yeah. to the courtyard. Uh, Thank you're all you. ready to. You're welcome. Happy advanced birthday. Um, <laughs> Farthole runs back out with Ginny. It's like, yeah, but you went together. That was part of the agreement. <laughs> Later, Farthole. You yeah. sure? We can do it when you're back, but what if you're dead? I fucking hope so at this rate. Oh. I, I'm, I'm canonically out here, so I think I heard you say what happened. You, you what? <laughs> you fucking told her my confession thing. I thought no, you were no, private. No, no, I ate that paper. I don't know nothing no more. Annan just shows up. It's like, uh, Fart Hole, there are some, still some people delivering speeches at the church. Are you, can you shut that down, please? They've been going since yesterday. No, they all get a turn. They wrote their names okay, down. Okay, well, you've got to go in. keep an eye on this shit. <laughs> no, I don't. They just say the same thing so no, much. They don't. just said that Bub Hole's an idiot. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> She was back to Quinn. She's like, you fucking owe me. <laughs> All right, yeah. You can call it in whenever. That was... <laughs> uh, and with the, the dulcet tones of Farthole screaming at various <laughs> religious figures, uh, the, the the team gets together. Uh, any any last things that Butthole would want to do before he goes? Uh, Quinny has, has done his thing. Juniper, you got your sword, so we've yeah. had kind of your, your two things. But Butthole, is there anything you would do before you go? Butthole's got Goblin Jr. ready to travel. Uh, he would just hide and feel sad and mm -hmm. alone and stare out windows. So he's doing a lot of uh, 1960s album cover style poses <laughs> near windows looking out at a desert. <laughs> Great. So um, Annan <laughs> finally arrives and says, uh, it's, it's time to go, sir. Okie dokie. Just, I guess, I feel like I got to do a lot of speeches for other people, but just like, you got this. Yeah, I, I got this. Hey, um, I don't know if this is even possible given the, the state of things, but can you try and maybe enjoy this a little bit? I feel like this is what you guys used to do all the time, and I don't know how many more of these you get to do, which is kind of you guys out on the road. And yeah, the stakes are high and stuff, but like, you've got a few days where you're just traveling. So maybe try and use those to, you don't have to talk about gestures broadly, like all this, but... Just try and reconnect with your friends a bit. I mean, you, you guys adventured for a long time, and I feel like it's kind of been go, go, go since you got back from hell. Yeah, that's a reasonable thought. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll talk to them about yeah. things. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it might do you some good. Yeah, that's a reasonable idea. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to talk to them about things that have changed since the last time we were together. Okay, and I'll make sure that this doesn't fall apart while you're gone as much as I can. And I will make it nicer for when you get back. Oh, that'd be this place. Yeah. If you want to redecorate in here, like, yeah, I would no, say I've got some ideas. I was in hospitality for a long time. Uh, and I know it's, I also haven't really been leaning on that skill set for a bit, but this place is fucking grim. You are literally never going to be not depressed living in this place. Yeah. Let's, let's bounce some of that around. Also, if you find any like unseen hand shit anywhere, just put it in Quinny's office he has an office right he's gotta have something i don't think so he's been no I, I i'll make quinny an office okay great let's make quinny an office and then if we find any unseen hand stuff we'll put it in there otherwise yeah just if you keep keep it on keep it on i think we got a whole military to turn into construction but we don't really have that much money to pay them so i honestly we'll get back to semantics when i'm back yeah i'm yeah. gonna try to enjoy a vacation full of murdering the undead which is it's something I'm a little passionate about. Yeah, fair enough. And I will uh, continue to, to get things going here. So uh, safe travels and good luck. I don't think you'll need it. Right back at you. I, I don't think you'll need it either. Uh, and she just kind of like looks over at Patty Two Eyes, who is just stacking what she thinks are bagels, just like fistfuls <laughs> of nuts and stuff on the table. She goes, I might need a little bit, but thank you. I appreciate your blessings. I, I appreciate the sentiment. Got your back. And he, he turns to go. Yep. She just gives him a thumbs up and uh, she goes, Patty, we got to talk about baked goods. And then uh, <laughs> off you go. So all of you meet up outside. Uh, the, the little caravan is ready. You've got the good horses. Uh, none of these uh, shitty noble horses. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Reginald and, and Bucky are there to see you off. Um, and uh, any parting words or are we getting on the road? 
I would just say, do what you have to do. Do what you need to do. And do a little bit of what you like to do. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Uh, you'll have fresh bed sheets and laundry for when you get back. Thanks, Bucky. I just, yeah, remember to nap and take care of yourself and do what you want to do. Uh, remember? Okay. Yeah. I already oh, am. That's okay. a good point. All right, come, come with me, Bucky. Now we're going to talk about how each day might only need to be one day. And Reginald's walking with Bucky under one arm. <laughs> Great. And with that, uh, you give... I don't even know what the proper term for this is. It's just like give heel to the horses, but that seems mean, but I think that is kind of what it is. You just like, you set off. I speak yeah. with animals and all right, say, all right, horses, Yeah, I have let's go. <laughs> Make horse go now. Y'all heard the lady? <laughs> let's get this moving. Whoa. Uh, and all the horses like stomp twice and uh, and wow. take off. They're fucking war horses of a car. They're <laughs> built for murder. I've seen some shit. Yep. Uh, and with that, you uh, take off into the desert. Um, the there's a sort of a regiment from Cormier that kind of salutes you as as you go. Um, you can see that uh, again the the they have set up all their siege weapons, but they are standing down for now. Uh, you can see kind of the Grand Pavilion there, um, the crime scene in the distance that has been is being guarded by uh, Asgard troops, uh, and then slowly uh, the city of Asgard begins to fade into the distance behind you. Um, these are these are big fucking horses, so they are going nice. at a proper gallop. Oh uh, wow! And there's enough roads in and out of Aka that uh, the formation of Aka that. Even though you know there's like a lot of different defensive walls and things that you're passing and and barricades and traps and other nonsense you could set up if you're really trying to keep out invaders, uh, you are able to make fairly good time getting out of the city and slowly but surely uh, Asgard disappears into the distance behind you as you you gallop uh, into the horizon. Around you, the the desert uh, begins to just kind of uh, consume. Uh, the vistas in all directions. Uh, you see um, sort of small groupings of rocks. You see uh, all sorts of desert scrub, um, various creatures kind of making their way. In the distance, occasionally you can see winged creatures uh, flying by. Um, the day is, you know, clearish sky, few clouds. It's hot. Um, but there's enough of a breeze from the gallop. And um, in the, the far distance, you can kind of Check the map and, and make sure you're going in the right direction. Uh, the hammers ride in silence. Uh, they're, again, former military from Aka, so they're used to this sort of uh, condition. Uh, and uh, all of you just kind of have a, a moment to your own thoughts as you you, you make your way uh, away from Aka. Uh, is there anything in particular going on for any of you as you you take these sort of first gallops of freedom? Obviously, we'll check in with everyone once you're, you've been on the road for a bit and you're talking mm -hmm. to each other, but I just feel like anytime I leave a place and I'm like on a train or I'm driving away from it or whatever, I usually have a moment of like, oh, wow, like I'm out of that. And for all of you, you haven't been out of Asgard in a while. And prior to that, it was like action, 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 action. Now you're just on a horse on the road heading towards undead, admittedly, but a little bit of a different vibe. Is there anything uh, going on for any of you that uh, you want to bring to the table? I think Quinny's uh, probably after talking about like confession with fart hole, uh, but also like everyone else stopping by being like, hey, we might die. You are the error. <laughs> if everyone else dies, just don't forget that to his daughter. He's like, I think there is that uh, excitement of like, oh, finally, just like we're a small group getting hands on, getting some action. And then like also like having to reconcile with like, Action also means like putting my life in danger and the lives of my friends on the line. And that is becoming a heavier and heavier burden to carry into these things, knowing that mm -hmm. like I now have other people who like depend on me that I would want to see again and things like that. So it's like, yes, finally, we're back at it. And also there's a new kind of thing of like, I don't know how much longer I can do this for without feeling awful all the time <laughs> yeah fair yeah yeah cool juniper uh juniper is enjoying the change in scenery she's enjoying being on connecting with a living being this war horse it's just hmm. it's just nice yep. it's just nice to be in a different environment yeah. and explore she hasn't done a lot of Things that feel explory. It's always been very scary lately. Mm -hmm. So she's just breathing it in, soaking up the sun, 
generally enjoying herself until something horrible happens again. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how about you, Butthole? Butthole is on the road. It's a weird combination of memories of having done this with friends before, with these friends before, and it just having how much has changed and leaving doesn't feel like leaving. It's that mm -hmm. weird sense of like, oh, I'm still aware that I have this full nation and I'm traveling. And in a legal sense, I am the nation and I can't. I can't set that aside. You don't get to stop being king on a holiday, especially if your holiday is to go like do work for another country to prevent your country from being massacred. Mm -hmm. But it's that plus the ride. And it's he's had work to distract him. Even if he was tired, like people are constantly just coming up and asking him to make decisions on things. And he doesn't have that currently. And that could be its own stress. So he's also like, how do I get a wyvern? If we could get like three of those, then I wouldn't have to bring the guards and then we could just bring the people who are important. Oh, yeah. There was that dragon back at the fortress and he had kids and those kids were going to get to the point where they could fly. So I need to write a letter to the fortress and I could pass it through my painting at night and then I'll be able to fly. So I'll be busy. So I won't have to deal with these feelings. Oh, I found the feelings again. And it's just it's that it's constant planning following back into feelings. That's him writing right now. Okay, great. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows, you can get ad-free feeds, you can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows, you can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. As all of you kind of have your own experience on, on the road, you 
travel in sort of companionable silence, even if you are struggling with the uh, effects of state or of the, the weight of kind of responsibility and the eventual cost of, of all this, or just getting to ride a cool horse. <laughs> um, and uh, slowly but surely, um, you know, you after what well, seems like a long, hard ride, and again, these horses aren't tiring, they're like super juiced up. Um, you begin to see mountains in the distance uh, and the the sort of signs of it, but it's still a, a decent um, way away. You figure you can make it by um, probably midday tomorrow, so you're going to have to like break for camp um, sometime soon. Mm. It is a very fucking big desert. It's a bit like a Canadian map where like you look at everything, you're like, yeah, whatever, Canada is like just like eight cities and a bunch of towns. <laughs> and then you start actually trying to drive somewhere, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like it's fucking everything big. is so far away yeah 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 ontario's a real bitch for that where it's just like oh yeah it's like from here to here and you're like that's that's like eight hours and yeah like, no no um so you'll have to break make camp along the way uh and then make for the mountains tomorrow uh so gradually you know the horses are tiring but like in a really pissed off way like they clearly <laughs> are there's a lot of like i'm good i'm good i know we're, we're good to keep going uh but juniper you you know you know they're getting tired um yeah so uh, eventually you, you kind of find uh, a small outcropping of rocks that's like defensible enough that everyone feels comfortable kind of setting up a, amongst them. You do have, uh, I think you said what, like six hammers? Uh, ten, ten. Inclu including Crennan. Yeah. So you've got like a good amount of people for setting up watches and everything else. So you don't need to worry too, too much about that. You have the glamping tent from Reginald, which I believe is like much bigger on the inside. It's yeah, it's a regular thing. tent from the outside and inside. Yeah, it's a whole apartment. Yeah, great. So you've got the, the apartment to stay in. Um, so you get set up, everyone kind of, uh, you know, they, they get food going, that sort of thing. And um, Crendon approaches just as as you're kind of starting to get the tent set up and everything else. And uh, he says, uh, sorry to uh, bother uh, you guys, but um, I've been talking with uh, some of the troops here and um, I'm noticing there's a bit of a difference in how you guys have approached things uh, with me and with, you know, the, the tremendous amount of uh, leniency and understanding you, you sort of showed to me uh, after we met. Uh, th these folks, they're, they're loyal. They'll, they'll follow orders. But Akal was a much different place. Uh, sir, I think you, uh, just a butthole, like, I, th I think you understand kind of what we're dealing with. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it might be helpful uh, for you to start to think about some... Uh, Maybe some ways you could inspire these 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 folks to to think a little bit differently about what this all means, because uh, again, they'll fight and die for you right now. But I think you can probably provide them with a bit more than that. Uh, they're also curious. No one will ask, but I mean, uh, my lord, you were uh, the lost son of of their former rulers, uh, and you've come back, and they still talk about you and Reginald in the hushed tones of seeing the Tingly Boys in the Coliseum right before Lichfall. So they are excited, uh, but they're, they're curious. And I think all of you have such interesting stories to tell. Uh, a story of valor, uh, a story from your past might really, from each of you, might really help um, help them understand who they're fighting for, you know, rather than just that they have to fight and die. Because they're ready to do that, but I think they could be inspired rather than just loyal. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd already planned on doing some, like, hammer training with them because we could do that, like, at night in the morning because the hammer is not, let's say, a cause first choice. It tends to be a lot of blood stuff, which hammers make, but, like, ritual knives and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, let's – we'll do some training in the morning. We'll do some training at night. And then I'd say we could do, like, a campfire evening thing. Yeah, campfire sounds good. If somebody – if any of the hammers are traveling with us – Kind of, we can do little Q&As. Anything they want to know, we'll just have a little chat so we can share stories. If they just want to know stuff that's going on, like we can find out about them too. It's all good stuff. So, yeah. All right. Uh, once dinner's ready, we'll talk to everybody who's not on watch and make sure that the talk campfire chill times extends enough that we get people on both sides of a watch. That, that sounds good to me. Does that work for you, Juniper? Whatever you say. All right. We're, do, we're doing that. Great. So food gets cooking, watch is set up. Because this is a small rocky outcropping, it's easy enough to set up a watch, and it's the desert. So you would kind of see mm -hmm. things coming, very Monty Python, like assaulting the castle, kind of like someone's going <laughs> to like it's very easy to catch that. So <laughs> everyone's feeling good about this. This feels like a nice defensible position. Also, a giant war state 
in the middle of the desert is a scary thing. So it's not like there's just like random bandits being like, oh man, we should try and attack that war nation's caravans. Uh, you know, Emily and uh, Archibald were not nice people, but they did deal with the bandit problem very effectively. So you get set up, meals cooking, uh, the, you know, the, the smell of, of delicious things cooking over a fire is, is on the air. And slowly and somewhat tentatively, you can see the hammers start to kind of gather around. And it's in a very timid, almost dog that doesn't know if you're a friend yet kind of way where they're not used to talking to their commanding officer. They're certainly not used to talking to their king. But Crendon has been telling them like, no, everyone, like you should really come to the, the campfire. Now. There's going to be a campfire and hammer drills. So I, I think it'd be safe to say hammer drills happen first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they've been doing the hammer drills and that's all fine. So they do feel a bit more close to you because they've been working with you on something. And so the a bit of that barrier has fallen. But to be able to casually approach, they, they love that there's a glamping tent. They're like, that we get. You're going to go somewhere nicer than we go tonight. Um, but uh, slowly but surely, they they kind of uh, gather up, and there's there's a bit of a we want to be comrades, but we're not sure if we're allowed to be yet. And Crendon kind of clears his throat and says, <clears throat> "All right, uh, hammers at the ready." And they all like bring the hammers up and said, "All right, good. That was that was a test. You all passed." And they all mm-hmm. kind of like look at him and he goes, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That's a that was a joke. Uh, shit. Okay." We're join us at, at the campfire. Uh, I believe our, our 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 king and our minister of culture and our chief justice have have some things they want to say, but don't be at alert. Uh, yeah, or like, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to take over, Crendon. Uh, thank, thank you, you for sir. thank <laughs> you for this opener. Uh, so we're all very formal at the castle because we got to be because there's ambassadors, there's envoys, and there's all this stuff going on. We're on the road. You're hammerers. That's going to have special privileges. Uh, for the next two hours, uh, we're just going to be people. I'm Butthole. That's Quinny. Hey. That's Juniper currently. Sometimes she's somebody else, but right now she's Juniper. That's Crendon. Anybody who's not on watch, you're just you. Why don't you sit down and tell us all your names, and we'll do some like name game stuff so we can all learn them. Name game? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I need uh, charisma saves from Quinny. Just Quinny. You have plus three. <laughs> Thank you, because that was a low number. That's probably not going to be enough. Let's see. Total of nine. Nine. Uh, everyone else gets along fine in the name games. You know, you you learn everyone's names. It's yeah. a little awkward, a little fun, like every corporate retreat. Uh, Quinny, you fucking hate this. Yeah. Quinny, and... Quinny, Bo Binny, Banana Fana, Fo Finny, B5, oh, Mini. Quinny. Quinny! They all yell. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so Quinny, I'm going to give you disadvantage on the next charisma-based check with this crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the names get going. It's awkward. There's like that that standard first night at camp kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, you get a you get a good sense of of who all is is there. And Juniper would take turns, basically like taking Butthole's hand and like mm. turning into each of her personas mm. to just be like. Hello, like from from all of them, just in case she's changing during combat or something. Sure. They're not feel like, oh my god, who was that oh, insane yeah, sure. child? <laughs> she turns into a lot of people. And uh, how many personas do you have? Uh, eight, but I wouldn't introduce the dark, so seven functionally. Great. So statistically, she also turns into a werewolf sometimes. No, 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 bad, bad, bad. <laughs> okay, so she does that. We're working on that. That's Bite Force. Trend is a part of this. The, the, the Sigma Squad, Bite Force. It's going to be great once we get them all werewolfed up. Uh, we're also on a, on a lookout for a couple of different werewolves. I don't know if anybody's heard any about this anywhere. And he walks them through the Alpha Gumbo mm-hmm. and the four different wolves. He's like, that's just like a passive thing. We're just trying to sort this out. Oh, it's a reasonable question for a group like this. Uh, are any of you suffering under any magical curses? or hexes or any sort of familial troubles like that where we should know that because we might be able to help you? Uh, to a person, no. Uh, one of them kind of, uh, 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 an elf kind of clears her throat and says, I appreciate you asking that, but generally any of us who were under a curse or affliction died serving a car and or were killed by the affliction for failing to serve a car. Those of us who remain are Strong and hearty, although I do appreciate how many of our wounded uh, comrades you managed to bring back into the fold. None of us were entirely comfortable with the whole 
stub a toe left to die in the old marketplace situation. Yeah, we're never doing that again. That's some evil, also stupid it's shit. It's wasteful, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. No, everybody gets healed. If you have any afflictions or any problems, you can absolutely come to us. And I'm not just talking like, uh, which cursed me so my foot fell off. I don't know a lot about curses. But like... If, no, we, we've seen that one. That's okay, good. Issues, if you yes. got that, like, we'll help sort that out. But also, like, if you're having problems with, like, you took a loan from somebody dodgy, or you're gambling, or you're drinking, or just, like, you're lonely or sad, these are all things we want to help you with so you can live, like, full, meaningful, positive lives. Uh, and uh, a human at the back raises his hand. Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry, but this is for blackmail purposes, right? Like, you learn... All of those things, like if I'm feeling sad and that way you have something to use against me if I were to ever rebel. If I could take this one, your majesty, says Gartok. I mean, sure, this is Gartok. I'm hoping I agree with what's going to be said. We'll find out. <laughs> well, I'm really speaking on behalf of Dr. Martha, because there is another one of us in here. You met her briefly, Dr. Martha. She's a therapist, and she's actually helped me quite a bit deal with the fact that I just haven't been around much and don't really know who I am. But we're working on that and exploring that in, in, in small spurts when there's like, you know, five minutes of free time and I can just come out and see the world and experience things. Anyways, all that to say that <laughs> Dr. Martha has really been helping me with, you know, d determining who I am post post strange goblin warehouse that I appeared in one day. Okay, okay. So once she knows that, she can then use that to break you should you turn on the rest of the personas. I understand. I, I, no. No, yeah, okay. no, I was going to say, to answer your question, because that felt like there's might be a little more about Gartok than about you. Uh, no, there's no blackmailing. This is about enabling you to simultaneously be the best person that you're going to be and the best hammerer that you're going to be, or if you're not going to be a hammerer, you're going to be something else. I don't... If I can black... Okay, if we're going to talk two different levels, because I've been in a car before, did Quinny knows. He you know, has. You know. uh, so we're going to talk kind of a car language and then the language that we as people from outside a car are generally dealing with. Uh, in a car language, if I can blackmail you, so can someone else. Mm -hmm. So I want you to yeah, be... lots of nodding and like, yes, yes. Yeah, that, I yeah, want you to be unblackmailable, which means I want to set you up to be as capable... And, and excellent as possible for your protection and for mine and for the nation's. This is a real old Captain by Captain moment. Like, people are applauding. Like, there's just there's someone just sitting there galaxy braining going like, of course. Like, it's so simple. Okay, that was the cynical read. Now I'm going to say some stuff that will confuse you. And hopefully over the courses of ideally days, but realistically years, you may come to believe some of this. Which is, I actually care about all of you as people regardless of the transactional value that you have to the nation of Asgard. I, I care about you as people, and I want you to be happy as people. And if you would be happier as people not being hammers and doing something else, that's equally valid and super wonderful, and I want to help you do that. Because this is not going to be an easy job, especially now that you're going to be doing peacekeeping and it's going to get complicated, and you're going to have to like do the right thing in ways that are inconvenient— but if that's the job you want, it's going to have a huge payoff and it's going to be great for you as a person. Or if it's not, that's fine, too. I actually just want all of you to have meaningful and as happy as possible lives where you can be connected with other people and find joy and find love and find good things. Because I feel like we've all been abused by a previous generation of a car and then having read histories that were like, coming out of some sort of weird talking stone that sprayed goo at us. Oh, yeah. uh, it's been centuries of that, and I'd really like to change that cycle. And to do that, I have to love everybody, and I do. And uh, the elf just nods and says, that makes a lot of sense, sir. I don't think any of us have ever really thought beyond being a means to an end before, so this will take some adjustment. But... This does sound like a better way forward. And to be unblackmailable, it's truly incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine? And uh, the, the gruff human uh, just kind of turns uh, and like looks meaningfully at Gartok uh, and then raises his hand again. All right. I think, Gartok, that might be a question for you. Yes. You have a question? 
Well, I, I just wanted to say that um, uh, I, I, I'm a fan of, of you, little goblin. Uh, I know you're, you're just saying you don't really know who you are, but I think you've helped us quite a bit. And like, there's a lot of mumbling and said, I think we'd all like to see you around. Wow. Can you please describe in which way I helped you? It will help me understand what I should continue doing in the future. Well, um, you listened to our problems and you didn't really solve them because you're kind of talking about yourself. But that was also interesting because we don't really hear a lot of people talking about themselves unless it's, you know, from the top of a tower where they kind of like raise their arms out. There's usually flags and things and it's, it's really like, ah, so it was nice to just hear some of that. And I think we could all. So sharing my story of personal growth inspired you to follow your own. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it, it helped too that the king kind of helped uh, uh, make us understand how it applied to us. But yeah, it sounded interesting. And also, I mean. I should be an inspirational speaker. It's possible. Yeah. Also, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I spend all my time being me. You you get to spend one seventh of your time being you. So it, it you know, that, I understand why you don't really know who you are. It, that's, that's, a, that's tough. I think we can all, I don't know. I think I'm just, um, that's what, empathy feels like i think i've heard that before they're all like oh yeah yeah that sounds like a thing yeah i've heard that yeah and people can't have empathy with you unless you tell your story too and yeah. that's why you've probably heard some stories about us but what i'm interested in hearing is a story from each of you because i think we should all get to know each other and it's going to help us all be better people all right. Well, let me just open my twenty pages of individual <laughs> stories. Uh, no, the uh, the evening carries on, and uh, slowly but surely, people start uh, to to try and uh, tell stories. Uh, Butthole, from you, I think I'm going to need a maybe a persuasion check. I think sure. Um, yeah. Although. I don't know if you want to make this a religion-based thing, but I think it's probably persuasion. I think you're just Pers trying to inspire them. Persuasion is good. I'd say he's subtly guidancing himself mm -hmm. through this experience to help balance his other bullshit he's got Look, going on. Farting by a campfire is a Mel Brooks tradition, uh, so you know, you've, you're just living up to the good That's stuff. a nat 20. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is tremendously awkward. Uh, that some of the stories are in the same way that the misunderstanding about blackmail is there. There's just a lot of like having to undo some long-standing misunderstandings about the world. Um, but each of each of them delivers uh, a little bit of a story, and they're surprising each other because none of them, similar to what you saw kind of at the festival, none of them have really talked about this stuff very much before. It's a lot of uh, co-workers who actually don't know about their, their lives outside the job. Uh, so it's a lot of like, oh, yes, remember that time when we all defeated this? And like, that's the only story they've told each other. So hearing someone be like, oh, yeah, I'm scared of thunderstorms. They're like, what? Really? It's like, oh, yeah, that shit could just kill you anytime. It's big and loud. It's in the sky. We can't control it. And everyone's <laughs> like, fuck, man. All right. Yeah, that does make sense. Just a little. It's, it's that sort of thing where, you know, you're just slowly watching a, a group of strangers actually get to know each other for the first time. And uh, as as the evening progresses, you know, people are are, are eating and talking. The watch is, is switching in and out. Uh, and Crendon just comes over and says, uh, sir, I, I just uh, really want to thank you for, for that. I think they really needed that, and I think that'll really help pull it all together. I, uh, at some point, they're going to have questions about uh, you, Quinny, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I think I think this is a really good start. Um, we're good now. If you guys want to turn in, uh, I know you're, you're being great about kind of leveling the playing field and everything, but you're still our king. Uh, you're still the, the king's council. Uh, you still have been dealing with quite a bit. We can keep watch. That's something we are very well trained for. And uh, if anything goes bad, I will turn into a wolf and kill it. Wow. Wow, that sounds great. But like, before we go, right now it's been us leveling the playing field with them and you in the middle feeling like you're not a part of either group. So sit the hell on down, buddy. It's your half hour here. And he'll just force him to sure. sit down and be a part of this experience <laughs> before piecing out after that but understandable well given that gartok is now our public speaker uh yes. inspirational speaker gartok uh what, what do you say to crendon to inspire him to to tell us tell a story uh crendon it sounds like you've been through a lot just from what i've kind of observed through juniper's eyes uh how do you think that your past influences are having an impact on how you move through the world with intentionality now I was going to say, and Quinny, what negative facial expression are you making that Crendon muscles through to share his story? Yeah, just kind of a, like intentionality. What the? F yeah. Crendon has Dr. This Martha is fantastic. <laughs> oh. She's making words up. 
Crendon is also thinking that, but in a positive, like, oh, wow, she knows a lot of impressive words. Uh, intentionality, necessarily, it's all, <laughs> it's all gobbledygook. Yeah. Uh, so Crendon just kind of nods and he says, uh, well, I mean, most of you know this, but uh, my brother and I both also received the Alpha Gumbo and as a result, have uh. been wrestling with uh, our own demons. He was a bad guy, um, and I was also a bad guy. But he was—he was quite a bit worse. So, you know, I always assumed I would die being dragged in front of the hit that would kill him. Was kind of the plan, I think, and it wouldn't necessarily be that. But I just didn't imagine a world where he survived something, or where I survived something he didn't. Not because. I believe that, you know, he was so much stronger than me that he could just survive anything, but rather that he would, for him to die, I would have had to be very long dead. Uh, so when you kind of grow up around that and then you are given transformative wolf powers that back that, you kind of get to thinking about your your place in the world like you, Gartok, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone serving under me or under Asgard to feel expendable. I think life has been cheap in Aka for a long time. I know with, with the fries, life was deeply, deeply cheap. I know it wasn't always that way. I mean, butthole from what you've said and what I've, the, the legends I'd heard of the fries under Commander Potatoes, it, it mattered. You know, the camaraderie mattered. Greywater meant something uh it, it, there was there was brotherhood there there was camaraderie and now the law that's gone out of the world so that's i think how i'm trying to approach it which is i thought i would be dead by now and i'm not and i don't really know what to do with that but after that chat on the roof with with uh butthole i realized that i, I got a part to play here and then uh with you gartok and, and juniper and, and your wolf uh, I found very clear purpose, but for all of you, and he points to the hammers, he says, and, and everyone back home in Asgard, it's important to me that if we're going to die, we die for a reason. And that's kind of why I wanted to have this fireside chat. I wanted us to kind of have a sense of who we're fighting with, but also what we're fighting for. And that can't just be uh, a flag and a nation. That's got to be the people in it. And I don't think any of you have had that experience, and I hadn't. So I wanted to share that with all of you. And thank you for sharing that, Kren. Thank you for all of this. We're going to go in a moment, but I want to make sure that we we cover the one last blind spot that I feel has been missing in this whole campfire talk. Quinny, what? you've been sitting here listening to a lot of people talk about brotherhood and, and their own problems and their own challenges. And I think just because I know you've been quiet because you've been thinking about the best story you have, because that's just who you are. If you could just share your story from our adventures together, the, that that really expresses, you know, the love and brotherhood and, and the, the, the sisterhood and just your bond with the world so that everyone understands where you're coming from. So they know that you're as, as emotionally available as myself and Gar Talk and that you're here for these people. So I'm just going to give you the floor and I just love to hear that story from you. I'm sure everyone else would too. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, Am I right? Yeah, He's like fishing for yeah, a Yeah, come on, Quiddy. We can't yeah. blackmail you. Inspire us. All right, let's see. Brotherhood, camaraderie, sisterhood, friendship. Uh, okay, so uh, I uh, went to hell with uh, actually these folks here. Um, had a score to settle with uh, a devil, the devil at the time. Um, he had uh, kind of bamboozled me into a demonic pact there and uh you know it was like payback time kind of thing um <clears throat> and uh and well i mean you you all kind of saw how like things kind of got like weird here with well maybe you didn't know but like uh, like hell was getting full kind of so to speak uh there was a lot of weird stuff going on in hell um uh a lot of like the i i'd been there before a lot of the people that I knew like there before, like a lot of changes happening and things like that. Everyone was like scared, demons and devils and just the souls of the dead, scared in hell, uh, which was not necessarily the case before. 
Oh, yeah, to be clear, Quinny died, and then we battled our way through hell to bring him back. That's yeah. not the story of Brotherhood no. that we're telling? That, yeah, no. We'll get to in future. This is the follow-up journey So to much light in all their eyes. Like, yeah. What? So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> through this, all, we've all died. <laughs> God. Uh, we, uh, you know, we fight through hell. We, we kind of create, like, a little bit of a resistance situation uh and uh we gain some more allies more comrades that kind of thing anyway we end up at like the big bad guys uh well kind of like office building it was really paperwork based kind of vibe that he had he loved contracts and all that kind of stuff uh and i uh you know it was a big thing between him and me but i just could not do it alone he was so strong i i mean i think he killed me in hell uh and you kind of like don't come back from that generally without the help of, in this case, I believe, um, a god, um, his god, uh, Moonhammer. She's not here anymore. So yeah, we, we have me as the avatar of Moonhammer. Yeah. We don't need to, that's a story for a different campsite. We're, we're telling the story. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing that I'm trying to say is like, you know, I, I tried to take him on solo on like his terms and like, that's, I, I, was defeated before we even started kind of thing. Um, even with my friends here, it was like really tough and I didn't make it. But the reason I'm back is because of my friends. And the reason he's not is because he didn't have any friends. He basically coerced, betrayed, tricked everybody that he ever dealt with. And so he didn't really have anyone really and truly in his corner in the end. And that was what made all the difference. He's gone. He's not coming back. Nobody wants him back. These people wanted me back. So, there. Can you roll a performance check at disadvantage? disadvantage. (laughs) We'll happily take that eight, I think. Performance, you say? Yep. Eleven. And uh, everyone just kind of nods and says, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Hey, Gartok, tell us more about the warehouse. Are you happy, you big fucker? (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I think right. the, the message, I mean, to, to, to rephrase Quinny's story to make it clear, he told it the cynical way, the old Akar way, which is if you don't have friends, you'll go to hell and get murdered like a chump and no one will care. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a chump. And if you do have friends, they'll bring you back from the dead, so only with friends will you live forever. But the emotional way is he's acknowledging if we look into it as a metaphor, oh, here we that go. we all have goals that we can't complete on our own. <laughs> and we often move towards those goals in like toxic ways because we think that we have to do it alone. And then it goes really bad because no person is an island. We're all just dolphins in the sea. So we swim together and apes together strong. So well, just know... That working together, we can not only achieve our goals, but we live longer, we have more meaningful connections, and we can achieve things we never could alone. And that's not about work. That's about friends. Think about me without Dr. Martha. I would have no purpose in life. Wow, yeah, okay, yeah, this all makes much more sense than what the halfling said. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Fucking yeah, whatever, guys. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I'm going to bed. Yep. Uh, and so with with uh, the group kind of like mumbling in, in a sense, like nodding to, to butthole, kind of comes out, he's like, all right, everyone, uh, we got to get back on watch. We got to give these guys some time to rest. We also got to start planning to fight these ape dolphins who sound like a real strong group, but oh, that's no, we problem. are the ape dolphins. Sorry, the metaphor was confused. Fuck, yeah, all right. So, uh, good, we're ape dolphins. Uh Back on, uh, back on patrol, and we'll uh, make for the uh, the mountains in the morning. And there's like uh, everyone gets up feeling better than they they were when they left. And, and Queenie, they're even like they're being nice to you and stuff. Like they're patting you on the back. Okay, that Watch. motion right there was like, am I getting fucking head pats? Because I whoa. oh no, they're, they're, <laughs> based on rank, no. Based on like. If they're just buds, maybe, but yeah, no, it's, right. it's like pats on the back, very camaraderie and everything else. Um, and uh, feeling better about kind of the state of the hammerers and your your adventuring party. The three of you begin to to turn in for the night. You're heading to the glamping tent uh, when someone says, look, a shooting star. And uh, all of you look up uh, to see something arc across the sky. Uh, it doesn't stop. It doesn't pay you any heat at all. You're far too small for it to notice. But racing across the sky, high above you, 
uh, you see Captain Plantier zip by, a stark reminder of what's out there and how very small you are in this very large world. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, Your Homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumDumDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.